to a very special episode of Could Be Anything. This is the first part of our Christmas special. Uh, we are recording this before Christmas Eve, but this will be released on Christmas Eve. Um, we have some very special guests with us today. We have, again, the notorious Kerry Castleberry. Good to be here. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. We also have Jarvis and Amber Pitts. Hello. And we also have another special guest, Stephanie Castleberry, my mom. Hey. And then obviously you have Zach, Mr. Yeah, Laughs a Lot. Instantly <laughs> <laughs> started off just like that. Just had to laugh for it. <laughs> okay. Anyway, okay. so on this episode, we are going to talk mainly about Christmas and what the meaning of Christmas is to each individual person here. Um, but first, before we get too far into this, I want to get a little backstory or ask the guests a little bit about themselves. So we're going to start on this side with Amber. Tell us a little about yourself. Fantastic. Uh, okay, so I don't really know what all you want to know about me, but <clears throat> I'm Amber Pitts. You mind pulling the mic closer to your face? <laughs> Is that better? Yeah. Okay, better. so do you have like questions you want to ask no, just, who I am? or Just go for it. Okay. I'm Amber Pitts. Uh, I was born and raised in Houston, Texas, and now I live in Belleville, Texas on a farm uh, with my husband and kids. Um, and actually, that's where we are right now. Yeah. So I figured I'd throw that in. <laughs> Here at our farm with our family celebrating Christmas. So um, I am 45 years old. Probably more info than you needed. <laughs> <laughs> Have four kids. Um, lots of animals and run my own business. So, Sweet. yeah, that's who I am. Yeah. So, what what type of business do you do? You what type of business do you have? Uh, we are in the retail business. Uh, we sell and distribute promo items, custom uniforms, stuff like that to realtors and small businesses across the U.S. Nice, nice, nice. So, we're gonna move on to Jarvis now, since he's right next to you. Tell us a little about yourself. Now I'm an outlaw. <laughs> and moving on. <laughs> I actually chose to be in this family, and it's kind of insanity. But, hey, uh, Amber and I have been married for 11, going on 12 years. Uh, I've known Carrie for 30 years, roughly, something like that. Yeah. Uh, I am a jack-of-all-trades, master of none. Kind of do what needs to be done, whatever, uh, whatever everyone around here needs. I try to do my best to help if I can't do it alone. Uh, just a very simple man. If it was up to me, I'd never leave this farm. <laughs> like, I ever. I don't think any of us I would, would either. I'd love to live here. Stay here. Love the farm. I do live here. It's incredible. Right. Must be nice. Right. And so we already know a little bit. We already know a little bit about Kiri, but we don't know anything about Stephanie, my mom. So talk. What you got? I'm Stephanie Castleberry. I have three kids, children, adding to our family. Zach's your favorite, though, right? Zach's my favorite. Yeah, yes, I'm figured. <laughs> and I'm actually adding to it by the ones that have gotten married into our family. I'm a bookkeeper. Helped your father run his business for many years. Um, educator. I've educated many. Um, helped them through high school, college, etc. So... Um, that's about it. Budgeteer. Budgeteer. 
master dream budgeteer, <laughs> dream killer. That, I mean, that sounds nice. You're not going to tell us your age, then. Yeah, what's your age? I'm um, 21. She had us real young. Plus, I feel 90, but the hips. Oh man. Well, anyway, we're going to go ahead and start this podcast out, and we're going to start with Kiri since he's the most controversial one here. Yes. What does Christmas mean to you? In our basement. In, in our basement. Don't forget about that. We're family-friendly basement podcast. <laughs> our basement banter. Our basement banter. Basement that could banter. Almost, man, that's awesome. I'm what does Christmas mean to me? It almost makes sense. <laughs> Christmas is family. I think it's all about family. And uh, it's obviously we celebrate the, the birth of Christ, and, and uh, that's the, the focal point right there. Uh, that's what makes up Christmas. Christ must. So, but uh, that's the number one thing. But then next to that is, is family. I think uh, it's it's the one time of year between Thanksgiving and family. I mean, Thanksgiving and Christmas. That's when we get to celebrate, and we get to hang out with our extended family, which we love and we appreciate. And uh, we, I think, our family here, which mainly consists of Walters, is a uh, unique thing because not a lot of families do what we do. We had quite a number missing yesterday and today and we still had a good group here and people get along no matter what you are or you know what you claim to be or democrat republic liberal whatever it doesn't matter you come together as family you have fun you love each other you eat good you laugh i think there was a little bit of crying going on so and it's it's just uh christmas the season of christmas is just it's my favorite time not only is it cool outside and and all that, but it's just, it's all about, uh, you know, being uh, grateful for for who God is and, and you know, the birth of Christ and and uh, as much commercialization as it's been through and changes and all that stuff, it's still, that's the root meaning of Christmas and, and family. I think that's the, the thing that means to me the most, or means most to me. Well, that's good. That's real good. I don't even know how I can compete with that answer. Um, but we'll move on to Jarvis. What is Christmas to you? Mean family. You. Family? Thanks, Gary. You're welcome. <laughs> actually, was uh, what I had written down to actually say. Uh, you know, as a kid, everyone, you know, your priorities change as you get older. As a kid, man, it's all about the presents and everything. And I've been telling my mother for decades, do not buy me anything. I don't need gifts. Uh, that's not even, you know, I, I understand my mother. That's her way of showing love so it's something that i have to accept but family is literally you know that, that, that I, I get more enjoyment now just sitting talking to my brothers my, my mom and dad uncles uh the, like uh carrie said the walters family here just you know spending a day and a half two days here talking sitting around the campfire sitting around the, the fire pit just enjoying each other's company and it's it's sad that i don't like he said a lot of people don't do this anymore and uh they're they're robbing themselves because truly outside of christ obviously the birth of christ i believe family is the most important thing about this time of season and uh, people need to spend more time focused on their family that's right that is true well what about you amber what do you think <laughs> Sorry, I just <clears throat> very dramatically pulled the mic to my face. Um, 
I think for me, Christmas, and I really haven't put any thought into this at all, so it may be a ramble, but for me, Christmas has always been, as an adult, about giving. And I think the rest of the year, you really are in such a pace of work and taking care of your kids and for as a mom and just all the things that we have to do that you really don't stop or I don't stop and think about what I could give back. When Christmas rolls around every year, for me, it hits home probably after Thanksgiving, around Thanksgiving, that I need to find somebody to give back to because, and and that's not in a bragging way at all. It's just something that I've, I was raised to do that. My mother did. My mother always took us and we would go and buy food and gifts and go to, you know, underprivileged neighborhoods in and around our home and we would give, 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 give. That was just something that she taught us and it was in our blood. And I think every year about this time, my main focus is I, I want to give to my own kids. I want to give to my husband. That is important. And we do have an amazing spoiled rotten Christmas. <clears throat> but the idea that we could give back after a year of having everything we need and everything that Absolutely. we are given and blessed with, the idea that it's the time of year that we give back. And what I try to do is, like this year, we found a family that we're going to um, be posting about online that we're going to give to. And even if it's just sending them a, a grocery gift card and a couple of presents for their kids, the way it makes you feel is is just, it's wonderful the way it makes you feel. But it's more important the way it makes your kids feel when they're able to say, we gave a family Christmas this year. Yeah, you get everything you want all day, every year. I mean, all year long, you get what you want. And this is the time of year when it's time to show Christ <laughs> and give to exactly. give to the people who need it yep, the most. So, right, but right. outside of family being the number one thing about Christmas, I think giving to me is the number one thing. Wow, awesome, love it. Well, I, you guys are man. Let's let's just move on to Stephanie here. <laughs> well, I'm not sure how to follow up on that. Y'all all sold all my ideals and thoughts and how I feel. It's I okay. Guess. You can say it's all about getting. It's all about well, getting. Well, I mean, I do want, <laughs> I do want a full gift. No, Eating and getting. Yeah. Eat. Let me give you all my Christmas list. <clears throat> now, I do feel like it's about family, but I also, my kids and I and our family, we do like to give back as well. We, my kids used to do the angel on the tree. Everyone would get one of those. I remember you that. You have to go buy for somebody mm -hmm. else. That's pretty much what we do, yeah. And, you know, it's like, look, you, you're all <clears throat> are so blessed, and mm -hmm. these other children aren't, and you need to, see, you know, give to others. We're doing something as our company this year that um, I'm passionate about, that women have, have been abused, domestic violence were given to their families, and it's just, I, Abby went with me, <clears throat> To the store, and I'm just crying through the store. I'm thinking, this mm -hmm. poor people. I mean, and here you are. You want to go to McDonald's or you want to go to Starbucks, and you just, well, let's go get that. Or, oh, look at those shoes, and you put them in your basket, and you go. You're not thinking, could could I please have a jacket? And mm -hmm. I'm bawling, looking for a jacket, yep. wanting to make sure that wow. it's, you know. Yep. And it's like we're just blessed. We don't even realize how blessed we are until the holidays is when you think about it. Yeah. You know how many families are out there that can't even buy their kids a toy. Yeah. And our kids go to Walmart buy yeah. their own toys. Yeah. And a lot of times it's, it's not even circumstances in their control. Exactly, yeah. She's talking about the the women's shelter. It's the Family Crisis Center or the Women's Shelter of mm -hmm. East Texas. And and they do such a good thing in our community for battered and abused women. Mm -hmm. And those poor kids have no choice. No. They're just no. drug along in the circumstance. Yep. A lot of times the woman that's in there is, yep. you know, nine times out of ten she has no control over that situation. 
And that facility alone helps so many battered and abused women and children throughout the year. And they do it in a very protective environment. But it's sad because, you know, they – and I think it's a neat opportunity to be able to go and help those people mm -hmm. and do and do things for them, them kids. And, uh, you know, it's – and there's a lot of people hurting in this world, and we yes. are so very blessed. Um, but uh, I think it's a great time of the year to do that. And this year is probably going to be harder on a lot of families than, than it would would have been three years ago. People are just suffering. Yeah, yeah. Right. People still haven't got over COVID and mm -hmm. all that mess. And mm -hmm. and uh, the way the job market is and all that. No, it's just it's a very different time. Very different time. Well, think about in. buying groceries right now. Oh I mean, it's goodness. harder for us to buy groceries. Imagine people trying to put a Christmas dinner together. It's impossible, you know? Yeah. And yeah. it's something that if you have it, why not provide it for right. somebody else? Exactly. Right. Well, that's kind of sad, but it's also a enlightening moment when you guys are talking about giving to others and doing for others, because there's a lot of people in my generation that refuse to give. They would rather be focused on themselves, and it's a very honorable, honorable thing that anybody would even su suggest giving to somebody else, and uh and I have nothing to add to that. That was really good. I think Zach needs to tell us, because he's in a different age group. Oh, yeah, that's a good bracket. idea. I think we need to hear from Zach and what Christmas means to him. Well, personally, I'm a lot different than most people my age. I think differently. We all know that. I, well, <laughs> I know that. I know that. I'm no. different, different. I'm really different. That's good, though. I like to be different. I don't like to be as the same as everyone else. Um, and especially in my age group, a lot of my kids my age, or I wouldn't say kids, but teens, they don't, they don't think about others. They mainly think about themselves. Um, and that's different than me. Like, I'm, well, I, um, let's say this. I went to Panda Express the other day, and they gave me an option to donate or make my number even or my total even. Roundup. Roundup, yeah. And I said, yeah, do it. You know, that's just me. I instantly want to donate to others and whatnot. And uh, I think, I mean, I'm fine with it. I love donating to others. I think it's, I think it's good. I think you should do it. I think it humbles yourself, you know, because we are blessed. And I feel like if you have it, why not, you know? Because there's obviously, there's so many kids out there um, that don't have it, and they just can't get it. And I feel like it'd be, it'd be the right thing to do. But again, like I said, most of my, my kids my age, they don't, they don't think past their, their butt, so it's, um, <laughs> okay. it's impossible for them to even do that. And can I just step in here and say that to that comment about kids these days being selfish? <laughs> We have to remember that we're the generation that raised these selfish kids. <laughs> Zach, not Zach. And we, we, made, we made this generation what they are. So I think our generation has to take Department a little bit of responsibility yeah, for that. So instead yeah. of complaining nonstop like we're doing, because the generation below us wow. is so useless and, and not doing their job and, you know, milking off the government, we raised them to be that way. What did we do wrong? Right. You know? Yeah. Right. Anyway, no. that has nothing to do with Christmas. I just had need to get that off my chest. That's the truth, though. It has everything to do with it, though. Because does that mean we can give them a sack of coal this year? Because <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, we've ruined make a good you know, fire. You, you should have given him that sack of coal when he was seven. <laughs> <laughs> and the bag of switches. And the whipping that I said he needed. And yeah, she used to give him coal. It was I chocolate coal, but I still give him chocolate coal every year. <laughs> and it tastes good, so no complaints there. <laughs> oh, the little things. Yeah. My goodness. Yeah. Well, so we're going to go ahead and move on to the next topic question here. And this may be a uh, more uh, enjoyable question. And the, the, question, the question that I asked previously was enjoyable, but it, a little bit more lively. 
So I'm going to start over here with Stephanie, and we're going to ask, what's your favorite Christmas memory? Oh, my goodness. Horrible <laughs> one. The, <laughs> the Christmas before we were born, right? <laughs> Blowing off the dust. That's funny. I think, well, when y'all used to do the, the elves, what was it, Daisy and... Elf on a shelf. Elf on a shelf. Is that what it was? Elf on a shelf. It ain't no elf on the shelf. We got the OG stuff, all right? Elf on the Shelf came after the Did fact it? of I that. I couldn't remember what it was called. We had, we had um, uh, Skippy, Skippy. Skippy Dimple Dot, Daisy Skippy Dimple, Dimple Dot. Dot. I don't I remember uh, that. What, what's that redheaded man that I had? Henry, oh, Henry something. Henry, Henry. It, no, it was Henry Dimple Dot. Mm, That's remember. what it was. And it was, man, I don't know. Either way. Anyway, those are the OG ones. So I spent 24 days moving these crazy elves all over the place, hiding them. Hanging them from chandeliers. Hanging them from chandeliers. Just all kinds yeah. of stuff. And then you would, like, oh, my God, thank goodness it's Christmas Eve, you know, and Christmas Eve. Then you're trying to be stealth-like and get all these gifts out and all that. And these kids are like. Excuse me. I hear Santa's you. real. Okay, well, as being Amen. Santa's elf. <laughs> <laughs> and you just, you're like, oh, my goodness. But those are fun memories, you know, trying to. Move the elves around and get the gifts out without the kids seeing it and hiding them half the time. Oh, my goodness. It was wild. Everybody was. Late night, early morning. Yeah. I remember crawling down a hallway one time <laughs> trying to be real <laughs> super quiet. Yep. I'm thinking, I'm crazy. But, yeah. It was <laughs> for our kids. I remember uh, every morning when we would wake you up for Christmas, your eyes would be, Dude. you'd look like an Asian. Yeah. Your eyes were half open. And you'd walk around with a Diet Coke in your hand. I yep. remember that every year. I remember, I remember we couldn't. We would be, all of us would be in one room, too. All of us would be in one room, and we, we, we wouldn't sleep, and we would just stay up. We would just stay up and be like, all right, 5 o'clock, all right, 6 o'clock, all right, Bob, let's go. <laughs> We'd be down, we were all talking, be like, we're setting up a plan upstairs, and be like, all right, 6.30, we're going to go down there. <laughs> that was funny. That's what we used to do. Oh, my goodness. What about you, Jarvis? I see you jotting notes down. What's your favorite Christmas memory? Not having Elf on the shelf. <laughs> <laughs> No, in, in reality, as uh, far as, I guess, as a kid, and it wasn't even, quote, unquote, mine, right? Uh, talking about being less fortunate, uh, we had everything we needed when I was a child, right? But uh, dad, mom, you know, the big gifts now that we tend to uh, give our children their own, right? It's a big deal. Everybody gets their own big gift from Santa, right? As a kid, we kind of like all four of us got the big gift, and I remember a Honda Big Red that we literally almost killed ourselves on. Yeah, <laughs> my brother Jay, uh, yeah, it's a miracle he's alive after his shenanigans on there. But uh, I actually wrote this down while I go right before Amber was talking about the, what does Christmas mean to me. My favorite Christmas memories. One of them is just a few years ago. I think it was the first year we did the uh, having the kids go help and, and, and buy gifts and stuff for a less fortunate family. That's that's something that will always stick with me. It was just, it, it really changed my way of looking at Christmas. Like I said earlier, my mother, my mother, her love is right, giving gifts. And decades now, I'm like, Mom, don't buy me anything. This is ridiculous. I don't need you to buy me stuff. But with, with the kids doing it that year, it was like, okay, I get it, right? 
I understand why my mother feels the way she does. That's her way of showing love. But it also showed me where the kids going out and they went and, and bought the gifts for the less fortunate. And that sticks in my mind. It's been, what, six years ago? Something like that we started that. And it's like just just watching the joy on their face at what they were doing for someone else. Literally, it, it's... It, it sticks up there with anything I've ever received or, or family time. Again, I go back to that. That's Christmas to me is family time, but it's amazing when you teach your children and, and instilling something in them about helping someone else that ranks right up there with anything. Wow. Oh, wow. Well, Amber, what do you got? Mine's not going to be as touching. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to Shock. handle those touchy situations. No. And I'm, not good I'm like, well, either. okay. Um, I, I mean, I have so many Christmas memories. My my parents always went above and beyond at Christmas. We we did everything from, you know, flying to Switzerland for Christmas and go and it's ski. Bold, and it's bold right. rotten, you know. I, I was. I was no. bold rotten. And But it's funny, though, when I started thinking about Christmas memories, I didn't even think about all those trips like that didn't even click in my head the amazing ski trips and all the different places we've been for Christmas and all the wonderful things we've seen what popped in my mind immediately and I'll probably cry <laughs> it's all right what right. um <clears throat> Christmas with my grandparents and and being at their little one acre camp in the woods and putting tinsel on my my granny's tree that we cut down out of the pasture and going to the deer stand with my granny and being at our old farm with Mimi and Bandaddy and just all of our family. And to me, it's like, it made me realize, man, I can give my kids $2 million worth of experiences and things and what they're going to remember is love. (laughs) And so I think all of my Christmas memories, the ones that really... Sorry, I'm trying to not waver in my voice. The ones that really matter and the ones that will stick with me forever are the ones where I felt the most loved. Wow. Very true. Explain tinsel out of the pasture. Oh, wait. No, I said tree out of the pasture. So my granny would take me and we would go and all my, I was the oldest grandchild and I had five, six little cousins. And we would go out into, well, I don't even know if it was a pasture or the woods or what, behind their camp and cut a tree that was always crooked. It never stood up straight. It was always ugly. But she had all these decorations that we used, the same decorations every year. I don't know that she ever bought a new decoration in my whole life. And those giant colored lights, which have always been what I love because that's Christmas to me, those giant, fat, old-school lights. (laughs) And she had these, yeah. And she had this stupid stuff, this tinsel that was like this. I'm sure you remember it. Oh, yeah. It was strings, glittery strings. And if her tree wasn't completely covered to the point that it was weighed down, then it wasn't Christmas. And so that <laughs> to me, and I would love, I've always thought, I will, I've always wanted my tree to look like that again, but I know it never will, you know. <laughs> so that's what I meant by tinsel. Yeah. Tinsel. It's awesome. <clears throat> I was thinking, it brought back a memory of all of the Moorheads going to my Aunt Merle's house. Oh yeah, I remember she was that. Kind of like the grandmother, yeah. or the mother figure of the Moorheads <laughs> after my grandmother passed, and that was like the highlight of Christmas. Everybody went there and all that, and when she passed, it kind of died down, mm-hmm. and we miss it. And my mother asked us to do it this year, so we're like, 
Okay, let's go. We're doing it. And my mom thought, oh, there'll be about 10, 15 people. We're like looking at People 50, are coming 60. out of the woodwork. I mean, people, yeah. I'm like, now who is that? And there was a lot of people at the McCoy house when they did that. When Aunt uh -huh. Merle had that, man, it was packed. And it was it was a lot of people in that big old house. But, and, yeah, I remember that. Now, that was one of my favorite memories. Is everybody's looking forward to it. Yeah. And her tree was like that. It, yeah. Funny, if it, wasn't it stayed up year-round. Yeah, she, it was all Her, her all tree year stayed round. up year-round. Yeah. Jarvis's mom has trees that stay up year-round. Trees. Multiple trees. Like, yeah. I have no idea how many trees well, they you know, have in their house. For it's so crazy. many people, Christmas, like like you were saying earlier, your work, your tail-off all year long, mm -hmm. and then Christmas is that time of the year that you just, you kind of get to relax, you unwind, you're with family that you're normally not around, and it's it's a, it holds a lot of memories for people. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you mentioned Mimi and Band Daddy, you know, our grandparents. And, you know, from when they were at the farm in Cushing mm -hmm. to when they lived in, in uh, Wood Branch Village and all these different places they've lived. Man, I could remember every time we were there almost. What about that one Christmas where you took me on the three-wheeler at the farm in Cushing and you went up a steep embankment yes. and we flipped over backwards yeah. <laughs> and I was a little child yeah. and it flipped I over on top of me. Too. Yeah. Thankfully, we didn't get hurt. Merry Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that. The three were that gave out or something happened. Yeah. Or you just drove it straight yeah, up. Yeah, just at, drove it straight <laughs> up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a risk taker like that. Talking about grandparents, uh, my kids, I drive them insane when I'm opening gifts because I'll take a knife and cut every piece of tape. I do that because that's what my granddad did. Yeah. And, and, and I'll do it on a gift or two, and then they're finally like, you have to stop this. That's why I do it. It's, yeah. It brings back my granddad and just watching him sit by the fireplace. Everyone had to stop everything they were doing and watch my grandparents. Now, everybody else opened their gifts. It was bedlam, right? But when my grandparents opened their gifts, everybody would stop and watch. And he'd take that knife and cut every piece of tape. So, <laughs> yeah. Brody, Caroline, Riley, Slow that's it why down. I do it. Slow it down. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and it just tells you that his gifts meant something to him. Yeah. That he right. wanted to no open matter them what slowly. It was, and, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know, another thing you talked about earlier, I'll, I'll say this that Amber and, and, and Stephanie both have mentioned, in, you know, about giving to others and Jarvis and all. You know, you think about when we celebrate Christ, the birth of Christ, you know, that way he served. He served others. He served the world. You know, he gave of himself and gave his life, obviously. That's when we celebrate Easter and the whole whole thing there and all. But you think about that. Um, one thing that that we all could do better is to serve others, and you know, at the heart of everything we're we're talking about here, and the memories, and and our grandparents, and even our great grandparents. You know, me, mom, and people, I remember them, and and my grandparents, at my dad's family, and all that. Even though they're they're different families, but every that the root of it all, when you get together and you and you're loving each other, and you're spending time with each other, you're really serving each other. Because you're giving of yourself to others, no matter what their situation, no matter what their background, and even outside of our family, our friends, or people you don't know. And you do the angel tree, or you do something, you feed a family, or whatever it is. It doesn't matter, great or small, and it's not something you advertise. Look, oh, look what I did. You know, it's something that you're serving others, and you're showing love and kindness, which, you know, not to be religious or anything like that, but love is being the ultimate thing. The ultimate thing, you know, love others and you serve others. I think it's great. Wow, wow. 
Let me ask you a question in, when it comes to giving and stuff like that. When people give, do you think there are some out there that give just to make themselves feel better in terms in a selfish way? Right, you know, like we talk about giving, and we we do it because it makes memories, and because we're actually helping others. But I, I've I've known a couple of people that will give out of sheer just self righteousness. They, they, you know, does that does that make sense? Or for well, like, or for like an image or something like that. It's like what you mean. You can like, tell yeah. when people do that, and everybody knows it. People aren't stupid. They they, so, they like they flaunting their money around. Like I think oh, look that at that's me. I think it's kind of twofold. I think that when you give to somebody, you automatically know it's going to make you feel good. Whether you're a selfish person, you're giving it selfishly, or you're giving it because you know they need it. It's going to make you feel good. That's right. you know that's part of it. Giving God created us to give, and there's a reason behind why we give. It does make you feel good. Uh, it should make you feel good. You're doing something wonderful for somebody else. I don't think that you should have this pious. Um, miserable. I gave all. Look at me. I, I'm not. I'm not saying that, but I, I do think it's going to make you feel good. And I think it's it making you feel good is how you teach your children to give. So when your child gets something for Christmas and you turn around and teach them, okay, you got something. So now you're going to give something away. Them feeling good will help them learn to give. So for the rest of their lives, they will. The rest of their life, they will give. But. There's also the other side of it where people are giving so that they can have a photo op yeah. and, and so yeah. that they can be on Facebook and say, I gave, I gave, I gave. Here's all the 17 pictures of me and my family giving to this family. <laughs> and there's pictures of the poor family yeah. that you're giving to on Facebook. That is not how you should be giving. You should be giving in private. Now, we can talk about right. it all day long and, and talk about we're going to give, we're going to give. But the giving, the actual gift and the actual giving should be something that you're doing without a camera. Right. Yeah. You you, right. you ever received the, the Christmas cards uh, from people, and it's got their family on the front side and on the back side. It lists all their oh, achievements. Man. Yeah. Oh, we did this and we did that. Mm -hmm. We did this. What? I'm like. Yeah. Here's what happened in 2022. Yeah. Here's what we achieved. Yeah. yeah ours is going to say like thing. COVID about, and uh, flu and yeah. 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 <laughs> Thank God we survived. Our kids actually are passing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh my goodness, that's awesome! But we haven't asked you yet, Dad, uh, what your favorite Christmas memory is. So, oh, uh, lay it on us. Well, it, to me, that's a very general question, so it's very broad. I can't pull one particular memory, uh, but I will say, and I'll repeat a lot of what my first thing was: what it, Christmas means to me, and I think that is also my favorite memory, just being with my family. And um, there's. Man, that's so huge. I mean, I can't pick one thing. Um, I could think of a, a thousand moments in time that were great memories. And it's funny because you get older and you remember stuff that you can't remember when you're younger. Mm -hmm. And you remember moments and you remember moments in time and you remember words that were said and things that were done. And it usually surrounds family, whether it's my kids and my wife or whether like we are here today at the farm, or it's somewhere like that. It's, it's um, you know, the, I, I cannot, I mean, it would be impossible for me to pull one. But uh, I would think that any time that we could spend with our family, uh, great or small, doesn't matter, that, that would be my favorite Christmas memory. And it really isn't about the giving or the receiving to me, personally. I could care less. I've got everything I could ever possibly need. Except for when I'm old and I need diapers, y'all can buy me a bag of diapers. <laughs> but I mean, outside of that, what more could I possibly need? And 
to me, the time spent, I need more time with my family and friends and that, that, so when you get that, that's just like the ultimate thing. And Carrie, do, do you think that the hardships of life as you get older make those times of spending time with your family so much sweeter when you oh, were yeah, younger? Absolutely. I mean, we didn't appreciate yeah, it back no. then because mm-hmm. we didn't have hard lives. We didn't, yeah. you know, we didn't realize what it could be without all that. Yeah. But it concerns me when our parents talk about how, you know, we, it concerns me when our parents talk about how that they are afraid the next generation mm-hmm. beyond us is not going to do what we're doing now. Mm-hmm. And so I have to do a better job of making those opportunities mm-hmm. for them and encourage them mm-hmm. and show that family is important because, I mean, this world is not necessarily friendly to you when mm-hmm. you're out there and you're working and your business. I don't care what job you have, anything. And our society glorifies being too busy to spend with your right. family. Exactly. So it is something we have to work harder at than they did. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. And I think I have, I have a duty and obligation to, as far as myself and my kids to, to create that and time spent together. Man. And, you know, it's a natural thing when you get older. That's a natural thing. But I think it's more important now than ever. I think it's more uh, it's something we have to do. We have to intently or we have to be intentional about that. So do you believe the next generation is just not about family or they're too lazy to? No, no, no. I don't think it's laziness. I think it's distraction. You I think, think it's distraction? total distraction. I mean, the, this, like Amber said, society is pushing everybody in success. What is success to you? You know, success to me, you know, I mean, I mean, you, you could, this is not even nothing to do with Christmas, but we don't want to get off on that. But, you know, man, having a family, having your family around, do y'all realize there's people that haven't seen their brothers and sisters in years? Yeah. To me, I can't understand that. Well, it goes back to, I'm just going to say 40, 50 years ago, people didn't leave a general area. Right. Now, yeah. you Scattered. leave, you go to college in new york and they never come back yeah. to their home yeah. home area i mean even the even the like the houston area right is massive right mm-hmm. but there are people who leave from growing up in houston go out west go up north wherever to college and then never come back home to the that area and i mean they come visit but it, you get so busy and it's just i was talking to my cousin yesterday uh she was asking me if i was going to be at my my mother her family does a second cousin's all the first cousins, second cousins all get together every year at Christmas time. And she asked me if I was going to be there. It was her first year there the, uh, in quite a while. And I'm like, man, we, you know, haven't made it several years. I feel horrible. And she said, you know, I think everybody understands we all have busy lives. And I was like, you're right. But this is a very rare deal that, that families, you know, these days don't do. Right. And so I told her, I was like, you know what, next year I think we're just going to skip whatever happens that weekend, which was the Walters year this year. Yeah. But and just try to make it over there because most of my mother's cousins, they're all late sixties, all the way up to eighty. They're not going to be here much longer, you know. Right. And she and she responded back. She said, "You're right." And when they pass, it's going to be up to us to keep that tradition. But goes back to you lose contact with people because you move to the other side of the U.S. or, or across the world, and you just don't you don't really intend to lose contact. Just life happens. happens. Get distracted. Man, there's so many distractions in life today. Mm -hmm. And then on the other hand, when you go and like you, like you said, you're, you're going to, you want to go to this particular event. 
those are memories, one. And two, you can also learn from those elders, you know, and people don't do that anymore. They don't sit down and talk with their elders. Be, well, there's some that you don't want to talk to, but there are a lot out there that have a lot of wisdom. Huh? What you Get off my lawn. <laughs> but there's a lot of wisdom and a lot of memories to be made by being around family, and uh, people just neglect it. So, anyway. What is the most embarrassing Christmas memory for one of y'all? I'll let one of y'all start. Let's start with Jarvis. I'm sure he's got some embarrassing ones. Most embarrassing, I cannot tell you. <laughs> it's uh, we'll blank we'll blank out this whole section. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I honestly, uh, a couple come to mind. Uh, one of them is not you know taboo or anything like that. But I was buying lingerie and. <laughs> and I walked into a uh, Victor's a lady. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, for it was himself Victor's, too, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and and somebody was just you know happened to be at the mall, and they're like, "Hey, what are you doing on my car by Christmas?" He goes, "Oh, what'd you buy?" I'm like, "I I, I, I can't tell you that." <laughs> well, let me see. I'm like, "No, really, I can't tell you that." You know? <laughs> and it was nothing horrible. You know, it was for my wife. But anyways, but another time, uh, man, me and my siblings, we loved to beat the daylights out of each other when we was kids. And, uh, well, I'm not saying kids, but when we were younger and, and, and that's probably, I got to thinking about it, you know, trying to think of something embarrassing because honestly, it wasn't a whole lot, uh, around Christmas time that was embarrassing, but yeah, me and Jay, we, we decided to have a little fun one year and, and it's kind of funny. We were talking last week, week before last, he called and, uh, he was talking about his boys and how they're, you know, fight like cats, and dogs. And he said, you know, I keep telling them. One of these days, your best friend's going to be your brother. And he said, they look at me like I'm crazy, you know. And, and when when Allie gave the, the topics here, I was like, yeah, yeah, me and Jay about killed one another one year. But now, if he needs me, he knows all he has to do is call. And if I need him, I pick up the phone call. And I know my brothers will be there. And so in kind of an odd way, it's like it's kind of one of the most embarrassing things when I got to really thinking about it. But... It's also a memory that, you know, we can laugh about now looking back. But at the time, it was not funny. <laughs> Brotherly love. Me Brotherly and Zach have had, yeah. Yeah. Me and Zach have had many fights over some silly, silly stuff. I'm not talking about arguments. No, I'm talking about hitting each other's fights. Yeah. I drop kicked him one time. Yeah. I, we were <laughs> back. Hold on. Let me explain the story. We had, we had gotten in a, we had gotten in a tussle. And uh, we had gotten in a tussle, and I was like, Zach, you're done. He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm done. So I got up and was walking to my room. All of a sudden, I hear this little little seven-year-old, or oh, how old are you, probably 10? All I got to say is. 10-year-old stomping. All of a sudden, I, I turn my head, and he kicks me right in the back, and I'm laying flat on the floor. <laughs> always be aware of your surroundings. <laughs> That's all I got to say. You never know what's going to happen. Oh, you never know. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I don't have an embarrassing one, but I think you do. We're not going to talk about that one. We're not talking about that. that? Oh, man. I guess here we go. All right. So, (laughs) December 23rd, we decided to go eat at uh, a Los Cucos Mexican food restaurant. And if you, Los Cucos, hear this, you gave me food poisoning. How dare you, Unc? Anyway, so 24th of Christmas, I am terribly sick. And um, I didn't drink enough water. (laughs) that's That's my excuse. I didn't drink enough water. And so. After, you know, doing what a stomach bug does, I tried to make it to my bedroom. I passed it on the floor, butterball naked. And my mom had to pick me up. 
And you were 19? How old were you? I don't remember. 18, 19? It, like oh, I was kidding. I was hoping he was like three and a half. No, I was, I was I'm old. Two, two six people, and I walk in there, and he's butt naked. Like Literally the most modest person <laughs> I know. <laughs> and he didn't even care. I'm thinking he's dying then. He didn't, he didn't care. It's like looking at the sun almost. <laughs> like looking at my eyes. My eyes. My eyes. Help burn. me, please. Talk about a Christmas surprise. <laughs> I'm just glad you guys didn't take any pictures. Merry Christmas to the family. That's funny. I'm just glad you didn't take any pictures. Oh, that could have been a good Christmas card. Who said they didn't? We all thought it was a turkey picture. How much money we need to raise? Oh, Merry Christmas from the Castleberries. This is what we accomplished. This is what we accomplished. I thought it was, like the, I thought it was the whiteboard. Yeah. Oh man! <laughs> oh. oh no! Well, thank you for throwing me in the carpet like that one, Mom. What about you, Dad? What do you got? So let's try to I get out no of this disaster. Christmas memories. I really don't. I couldn't think of one. I struggled to think of something that would, but I don't really don't. There's a lot of other times in my life that there was some embarrassment, but it just didn't happen to fall. <laughs> well, go ahead now. You start. No, 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 no. no, no, no. It's just about Spoke Christmas, just on right? Christmas. We'll just keep this Christmas. for Christmas, but I don't really have any that I could think of. You, you know. have to have something, Stephanie. Yeah. Really? You just want to use me as your guinea pig? This is what, exactly what it is. Well. Yeah. All right. One more. That's a uh, just a kind of off the cuff question that I want to ask, and then we'll close this thing out. Um, Favorite Christmas food? Oh, man. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> yeah. Pistachio. Yeah, this isn't necessarily a Christmas food. Venison backstrap. Oh, that's good. That's good, yeah, though. That's good. That is what my Uncle Jerry and Aunt Carol always brought to Christmas, and I still think about that. That is good. That's good. I like dressing. I like chicken and dressing. Chicken and dumplings. It was uh, probably always brought because... Hey, Uncle, I think it's uh, statute of limitations has passed, but probably because he killed way more deer than he was supposed to. <laughs> he had to get rid of the evidence. <laughs> Y'all were partakers of that. We need to make sure and share this podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. game warden. Yeah, share it with the game wardens. What county was that? It's 40 years ago, guys. 40 years ago. Yeah. Oh, well. man. <laughs> oh, you think about the Walters and my side of the family, the Castleberries, and you think about the McCoys, my wife's side, and the Polinos, which were Italian, and you think about the Summerall's, and you think about the Pitts. We're all country in some way, and they all cook. Country. The Polinos were not well, country. Well, Italians, well, they, they, they had their own southern They had a whole style. country. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> oh, good Lord. But, you know, you think about that. <laughs> Most of our families are, man, every, every thing was surrounded by food, man. Yeah. You could bring... And good Lord, look at the food we had yesterday. And that was even after we catered, or it was catered, we still had a ton of food mm -hmm. that people brought. And everybody can cook. Mm -hmm. There wasn't nothing that was not good. Those Brussels sprouts were really yeah. good, by the way. Mm, thank you. Yeah. The Brussels sprouts were good. The dressing was good. The mac Contact and me for the Brussels good. sprouts recipe. <laughs> the only thing is your sister failed to cook the dumplings. Yes, that was on exactly. Molly. Exactly. Molly, next year you are required so to cook to chicken and dumplings. We have <laughs> made a decision. <laughs> Do you want to tell the backstory of that story? About the chicken and dumplings? Yeah. What, what? It's not real. I mean, it's all her fault. So yeah. um, <laughs> she, we talked on Facebook in our family group Facebook page about um, catering, yep. but this family doesn't accept that 
we could cater without somebody bringing chicken and dumplings on the side because that's our main Christmas dish. And so I said on the Facebook, I had to go check it last night because like everybody was accusing her of not bringing the dumplings she had committed to bringing. So I went and checked, and the truth of the matter is I said, Molly's bringing the dumplings, and she said, nobody told me that. And I said, Mom said, you're bringing dumplings. Mom didn't say that. I lied. And she said, no, I'm not. And then we just left it at that. And I guess everybody, including me, thought Molly would bring dumplings, but Molly didn't bring dumplings. Which means Molly failed. Yeah, Molly, <laughs> we still all agree Essentially, Molly failed. Molly failed. Uh, my favorite, since I guess it's my turn, Yeah. Um, my absolute favorite Christmas food, it has nothing to do with family, but it has always been my favorite Christmas food, is homemade tamales. It has been, every Christmas I get them from somewhere, for the past three years, we've gotten them from um, Rosa Vasquez here in town. Um, her and her husband work here at our farm, and they make homemade tamales for they us every good. year. We had and they are, to me, homemade tamales. Yeah. Before Rosa did them, I bought them out of the back of a minivan at the Sears parking lot <laughs> here in Britain every year. And they are, to me, tamales are the quintessential Christmas Tex-Mex Food. They are good. Uh, they dumplings are good. and tamales, but tamales are gluten free, so I've always been able worlds. to eat them. <laughs> and, and and my wife is totally opposite. She gets the meatballs and the spaghetti yeah. sauce. Yeah. So. It, it's kind of funny with with Brody's relationship with Isidro here. Uh, I think that's actually why they started bringing the tamales by was because of Brody. Thank you, Brody. But at literally when when she just said that tamales, my dad worked with a man. I have no idea what the man's name was. They called him Bobcat because he ran a Bobcat. And he was a little bit of a short Hispanic guy. And every Christmas, we would go pick Dad up. Some point around Christmas Day, Mom would drive down there because I needed to go see Bobcat and get my tamales. Uh, and until I got married, every year, Bobcat gave me tamales wow. at Christmas time. So when Brody got him the first time, I was like, oh, that's pretty neat. It's Cesar, you know, his relationship. And when she just said it, I'm like, oh, my Lord. I had the same relationship with Bobcat. Again, I have no idea what the man's name was. Bobcat. He was Bobcat, Bobcat. right? Bobcat. I mean, that's what dad calls what everybody that's out there cool. called him. But that's but cool. I was like, when she just said it, I'm like, hey, that's pretty cool. Because I always got tamales from Bobcat when I was a kid. Yeah. Well, really- it's neat when you find out those traditions like that. That's cool. Stephanie, what about your? Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't dumplings and dressing and. No, it was not, but it was good. Yeah, spaghetti salt. I'm not talking about out of a can. No, it took her, what, eight hours to make that stuff? They call that Sunday dressing or something like that? No, No, Sunday gravy. Gravy. No, it's Italian. You just have to go back and look at it. It's not my grandma's. Okay. She made the best spaghetti sauce and all the... Remember the lasagna? So, Stephanie, does anybody in your family, have they carried that tradition on for her? My mom tried, but it's... Mm. It's... mm -mm. So maybe maybe that would be something your girls could yeah, pick I'm up. I'm going to have to pass it because it skipped generation, mm-hmm. which me, so it's going to mm-hmm. skip me. It's going to go on down to Abby. Yeah, that's why I'm mm-hmm. so thankful that Molly like learned to make Mimi's dumplings, even though she says she doesn't know how to make them on a large scale yet. But Carrie knows how to make them, and Molly knows how to make yeah, them. And I'm like, I know how to make them. And I'm thinking, okay, Abby, Haley, it's, I'll give you the recipe. I'll step yeah. it up. Molly, there's only four people in our house. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> Yeah. She'll probably my, bring over some poison chicken she, and dumplings for my me. My sister also, I'm not a cook. I don't enjoy cooking, but my sister also makes Mimi's pound cake, and it I is yeah. excellent, and she yeah. does such a great job. And I don't like to brag on my sister because, you know, it's it's humbling for me to brag on her, but <laughs> she is an excellent cook, and she she really does justice to Mimi's recipes, yeah. and I'm so glad about that because 
I do not. I don't even. I don't even care to. Yeah, that's Stephanie does not a not a cook. I love to cook. I enjoy it. I would like to replicate it. Me too. Yeah, I would like like to replicate her grandmother's, and and Rose was her name. She had a uh, a way of cooking. She put a lot of love and care into her cooking, especially when she came to her her sauce and the pizzas. Remember the pizzas? Man, they made pizzas on Christmas Eve, and uh, that was a tradition. Pizzas on Christmas Eve, and then you had a big Italian meal on Christmas, and it was. Spaghetti and and homemade meatballs and boiled eggs and spaghetti. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had that? Mm-hmm. No, yeah, but I've seen good. it. The Italian sausage and man, so heartburn for about five hours afterwards. No, too. no, no, no. Hers, hers was not that way. Now, when somebody else makes it, um, it's there's a lot of heartburn involved. <laughs> That'd be Bertafe. The Berta, yeah. Hey, I know I'll you listen to this. her mom. I'll be dying. I'll be dying with heartburn for at least a day and a half. Yeah. There's something about that, though, seeing seeing a, uh, your grandmother in the kitchen, I mean, for hours. Mm-hmm. You know, Mimi used to yeah. do that. I mean, Mimi would cook and just. Yes. Stand there on love her feet. It and just enjoy yeah. it, you know, making them dumplings and, man, pound cake mm-hmm. and. You forgetting oh. about and those meringue pies? Grandmama made banana pudding. Banana. I was mm. finna say Grandmama's banana pudding coconut, was probably one of my favorite pies. You guys got to stop. You're making me hungry. Oh my! Yeah. I started this. Aunt yeah. Diane's chocolate pies. Chocolate Ooh. pies. And her, chocolate and coconut. And her old-fashioned pecan pies yes. that she's always made. Yes. Yeah. I've, yeah. I've made those. I've made those. They're they're good. I love pecan pie. Abby's thankfully our daughter Abby is a good cook. She's picked up some of that. So uh, excuse you. I can cook too. Well, you can cook, man. Y'all are good. Y'all are good. I mean, that's fine. You can cook the generic stuff. No, I cannot. Grilled cheese, (laughs) steak, wolf brand chili, chicken, (laughs) Kraft mac and cheese, ramen noodles. We're very blessed to have a lot of people in our family that have picked up the the love Mm -hmm. of cooking and things like that. I think it's cool. Yeah. We were blessed with it. There's nothing embarrassing about that. I think that's neat. Caroline mm-hmm. loves to cook and loves to bake, and I never enjoyed baking because of the measurements. I just yeah. I hated that, and she loves it. She's so good at it, and I'm thankful that somebody picked yeah. up some some cooking skills. Jarvis is a great cook. Jarvis is a great with meat and dishes and stews, oh, and yeah. I'm just not. You do, you do the dishes? The Blackstone, <laughs> the master mm-hmm. Blackstone Grill. Yep. It's awesome. My goodness. Food, what a what a major part of our memory. I like it, it's incredible when they give you recipes <clears throat> and you can follow them. But like she just said, some people don't like doing measurements. So it's like, God, that's still that. Yeah. That's, that. that's now, the way I cook. Hey, if you go back, actually, uh, somebody talked about it the other day here. Yesterday. Yeah, was, they were talking about Mimi using yeah. her hand. It's just, scoop, you know, yeah, you get a scoop, scoop of, of Crisco yeah. and you get a pinch scoop of, of this and pinch of that. That's the way my grandmother did, right? Yeah. So. All the stuff that they cook, I, I don't even bother trying. Yeah. So I'll, I'll find a recipe. I'm like, man, that sounds really good. And hey, let's just follow the instructions and see what goes on, you know. And they're like, oh, you're such a. I'm like, I just followed the instructions. Yeah. Yeah, I don't follow instructions. So to me, it's fun not, not to like, create ah. something. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's good. What about you, Zach? What's your favorite? Like I said, Grandma, uh, 100% on her, like, like her banana pudding and stuff like that, her pies and everything. She made other stuff. Man. Oh, she used to cook she like crazy. Like, exactly. I was told uh, uh, how about you, yeah, her fried chicken. Oh, oh my yes. word, her fried chicken. I don't know how she did it, her hot water cornbread. Um, and and they had dumplings. She made chicken and dumplings. But I remember when Granddaddy was That's alive, was. he had he liked squirrel dumplings. Uh-huh. And I can remember. You now I was little. I can remember sitting down 
to a big old pot of squirrel dumplings, and you'd get a ladle full, and there'd be a head in there. Mm-hmm. The whole squirrel head and the little teeth looking mm-hmm. at you. <laughs> just my like granny that. makes just squirrel like, dumplings. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I can remember my... Cracked that skull open, eat the brains mm-hmm. out of it. Yeah. My papa and my uncles would have, like, squirrel killing, you know, yeah. Saturday, and they would kill, like, you know, hundreds yeah. of squirrels and clean them, and then granny would make squirrel, fried yeah. squirrel or squirrel dumplings. Well, man, it's good. The squirrel is actually good. It's excellent. I've always enjoyed killing squirrels. Yeah. Cleaning them is a different matter. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Here you comes go. the hateful just, review. Yeah, here comes the animal lovers. Well, oh, but Facebook banner anyway. You can't so. kill animals. They're supposed <laughs> they have feelings. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, they do have feelings. Right before I kill them. Yeah, screw your feelings. That's how I say. It. <laughs> screw your feelings. Your meat and your meat going in my freezer. That's yeah. how I think about right. it. Move. I don't care. You go ahead and lick the cow in the mouth. I don't care. <laughs> and if you in my way of killing the animal, you going down too. I saw a I saw a Facebook post today about a uh, a guy who's making stew with cow tongue, and yep. his comment section on Facebook was riddled, riddled with people saying that's disgusting. How dare you eat that? Or why would you ever kill? I mean, it was oh, bad. Man. It's my they freedom. Needed to, they needed to introduce themselves. To my granddaddy. He used to eat deer heart. Everything. You name it. It's, it it's crazy. The few times I've come across posts from vegans, pita, etc., I just scroll past. It's amazing. Yeah. Wow! Wish everybody could figure that out. Just ignore them. Talking to you, you liberals. Is this a name banter that we're doing no. right now? Yeah, but sure, go for it. Okay, just yeah, sure yeah, because we're, yeah. we're inane. All the talking. Points. Yeah, we have inane banter. Don't forget yeah. about that. Dude, that was hilarious. I love it. All right, it. we're not we're not going to go too far into that <laughs> anyway. So, all right, so we're going to go ahead and close this thing out. But something that was something that was really brought up from all you guys talking was the importance of family and giving. And it's it's something that is good to hear and good to see because, again, commercialized Christmas is not about that. It's about what can I get? What can I get? You know, it's about food, getting gifts for yourself. And, yeah, sure, get, they'll show the cute little commercials about you giving something to someone else. But ultimately, it's about getting the bigger, better, and more elaborate things. And it's just stuff, basically. It's now Christmas has become commercialized to being about stuff. And it's really nice to hear this point of view. Um, so in saying that, we're going to go ahead and close this thing out. But I want to also bring into the fold the actual real reason for Christmas, something that people fail to realize, or maybe they don't fail to realize, but they don't really talk about it, is the birth of Jesus Christ. People forget about that, and they make it about Santa Claus. And, you know, Santa Claus is in its own right. Is, there's nothing harmful about it, but it's important that we all realize the true reason for the season, and that is the birth of Jesus and him coming to earth to save our souls, the Gentiles and the Jews alike. And that's all I have to add to that. And if you guys want to add any comments to that, please do. Anybody? I agree 100%. I think we need to bring more of that back. I think it needs to our, our lives. You know, and we need to, we need to celebrate that year-round. But it does need to be exactly. focused on, and, and 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 I mean that was the ultimate blessing, the ultimate thing, the ultimate sacrifice was, you know, knowing the end result of it. Who who in the world would do that? They can call themselves martyrs, they can say all that, but nobody's ever given that gift before, and never will again. Right. It's a one-time wow. deal. And I think if you wait until the holidays, <laughs> wait until Christmas to think about Christ. And you don't think about him all year long, and you wait until the holidays, and then you present it to your children and say, Christmas is about Christ. Well, we haven't thought about him all year, but 
here he is at Christmas, and this is when we're going to celebrate him. You're doing him such a disservice. Yeah. They don't know anything about him other than Santa Claus. It's the what's the joke about people that that go to church on Christmas, Christmas mm-hmm. and Easter only? CEOs. <laughs> I think it's hilarious, <laughs> but uh, it's the truth. There's so many people that live like that because you know Christ or or whatever you want to, you know the Lord Christ Jesus, whatever you call whatever His name is that you use, is not even relevant. You know, only in passing, a vague, a vague fog that passes. And for those who want to say. When they just heard him say that about, you know, not attending except for Christmas, Easter. Man, I go out on the lake. I go in the, hey, I do too. And I've had some great moments on the water, watching the world wake up, sunrise. I've had some great moments in the woods, listening to the birds start chirping, watching the deer, you know, feeding across the meadow and all that. It's all wonderful. It is, to me, a spiritual thing, watching what God created Absolutely. come Absolutely. to life around you. It does not replace gathering together with like-minded people. You gain strength. You gain comfort in times of trouble. So I, I know there are some of y'all just thought, it, well, man, I go to church, but the hypocrite's sitting there, so I just go out in the woods. It's wonderful. You need to do that. I think more people could benefit from getting out in the woods away from humanity and just sitting and watching the world wake up. Yep. However... It needs to be more than just a Christmas and Easter visitation to church. Yep, I right. agree. I agree. Wow, wow. Stephanie, you want to add anything to this closing? In closing, rather? I think they pretty much summed it up. Yeah. Yep. Christmas in and of itself. So you're saying that the men were right? Ooh. No, I'm saying Amber All right, was we're, right. we're in this now. <laughs> she was definitely talking I about me. I can come up. I'm sure I can come up with another As we man. segue into another... <laughs> <laughs> that's funny not so friendly yeah christmas i'm just gonna sit banter. quietly through this one so it can actually close out yeah, yeah. <laughs> no but Bless it. it's it's good christmas is about giving it's about family and it's about christ and food and, and food oh food, yeah. yeah food food, food. Food's good. we're all very hungry yeah i'm hungry right now oh, no, we're gonna end too. this and go eat <laughs> i was gonna say i was like i'm hungry right now man uh-huh. i'm trying to go eat <laughs> Well, we're going to go ahead and close this thing out. We want to wish you guys a very Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. And Merry Christmas. Merry Chrysler. Anyway, we want to wish you guys a very Merry Christmas, and we will have another episode coming out on Christmas Day. Be sure to tune in for that one, and we hope you guys enjoy and have a good one.